You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Here's today's question. Should Christians practice yoga? Yoga's origin is Hindu pagan religion, yet many Christians practice it every day. Is yoga a form of pagan worship that should be avoided, or is it just personal preference? Is this comparable to Daniel refusing to be defiled when he avoided the king's meat, meat that had been used in pagan worship? Is it, quote, legalism to denounce yoga? Many churches offer yoga within their walls, and this practice continues to grow. And I'll add, there's like a whole thing called Christian yoga, redeemed yoga, holy yoga, all the stuff. Holy, There's really holy yoga? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are we <laughs> headed down a dangerous path? This is a can of worms. And when I first read this question, I thought, oh, that'll be easy. And then I started reading and went, oh, my word. Um, <laughs> so I read Al Mohler's piece in 2010. And uh, essentially, he says no. That's the bottom line. He says and don't do yoga. It, yeah. But what was what struck me, Hannah, was this thing blew up. And the Wall Street Journal actually picked up on it because it blew up the blogosphere. And there were so many people writing in. So on on. 2011, January 5, Wall Street Journal has a whole thing on should Christians practice yoga? So Kelly's right. It is certainly tied to paganism, and there's no doubt about it. Now, I'm going to use karate as an example. Uh Karate or karate is bound in Eastern mysticism. Uh Uh, Yoga is bound in all kinds of wonky stuff, and even some of these body positions apparently are giving homage to to the Hindu or Buddhism gods. I mean, the idea of sexual energy flowing through the position and so forth. And there's quite a lineup of uh, what I consider respectable Christian men and women who are completely against it. Now, all that said, and I'm on thin ice here, I think if you're a believer in Christ and you're doing this uh, for post-surgery recovery, you're doing stretching. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the lotus position going home, probably not, you know, (laughs) but, but if you're, if you're stretching and doing, I have a friend who's had several back surgeries and he works at Vanderbilt and they have, they call it yoga, but he says, all we do is stretch. Right. We don't, we don't say anything. We don't chant anything. Right. We just, we have, you know, this is, we're doing this. And he goes, I do it every day and my back pains are manageable. Totally. So, you know, if, if you want to call yoga a, if you go into it, it's a meat sacrifice to idols to me. Paul says, if that bothers your conscience, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, but if you don't, it doesn't bother you. Eat the meat. You got freedom in Christ. Now, again, when you read some of the, you know, what this stuff means, it's like, well, can you be a uh, worship the devil and be a Christian? Well, of course not. And some of the conclusions that these folks have on yoga are nearly demonic. And I would just say, you're a, a smart believer. You have liberty and you have freedom in Christ. You don't use that liberty or freedom as a license. And if this is a mantra or it's some of the, if you read about Christians practicing yoga on Christian headlines, Al Mohler's article, uh, others like that, Salem Network's got some stuff on it, you will find out very quickly, I don't know if I want to be part of this. Um, But that said, if you're doing it for stretching, for balance, for all those things, uh, managing stress, and you're not, you know, worshiping, Hindu or Buddhism, uh, you're not into Hinduism or Buddhism, I think you're on a good, safe yoga mat. I realize that it's grounded in really crazy pagan, you know, idol worship stuff. 
But I feel like there are a lot of things that we do in life that have also been captivated for different purposes. Like I think sex is a good example. Though sex was created by God yep. and has specific um, parameters for et cetera, sex, of course, has been taken completely out of context in very evil you know, horrific things. So we can't say, well, don't have sex because, you know, there's all these. So, and I know it's not the same, but. Well, that's why the meat sacrifice to idols to me is is appropriate because that doesn't mean anything to us today. But if you were in Corinth or in a Roman area where there were all these different religious systems that sacrificed those goats and sheep or whatever the animals to their pagan gods, and then you ate that meat, you were sinning. Yeah. And Paul says, you know, if that bothers you, don't do it. Right. But the strong brother, uh, I think, would apply here is the one that says, look, I'm not, I'm not eating meat sacrificed to idols because I worship idols. I'm eating meat because I want a lamb burger. Uh, you know, I think the same is true for yoga. And now, if you have doubt, and this is always a, a good line, you know, if your conscience bothers you, stop. Totally. Just stop. Yeah. And you don't have to analyze why or go around policing other people. Yeah. But, you know, if you have a friend and it's a good conversation about what, why we're doing this and can we guard, you know, uh, for example, alcohol, huge, huge debate always will be among Christians. Uh, the Christians believe you can drink as long as you don't get intoxicated. Those who think you're sinning if you drink. I appeal to the same passages. All things, you know, the food for stomach, stomach for food. It's it's all liberty and it's all freedom, but you don't brandish that Mm -hmm. you don't abuse it if you drink and you get a buzz you're intoxicated you're sinning you're out of control Mm -hmm. and if you can have a glass of wine and do it in moderation i think that's okay that's an issue of freedom for you if it causes you trouble don't do it don't make a big deal about it but we we get in trouble when we police and if, if it's outright sin you mentioned sexuality of course if it's immorality and some of the things we see going on today of course we want to call our friends to repentance and Say, look, God loves you, and I'm not trying to beat you up or make you feel horrible, which, by the way, most people doing these things don't feel great. God loves you, and he has a better plan for you. Yeah. Um, but when we get into the weeds about yoga, and, and then where does it stop? Physical therapy and, uh, I mean, acupuncture, goodness gracious. Right. That open another can of worms. Totally. So. totally. But I, I think a strong Christian uh, has the liberty and freedom to make wise choices, knowing you're not worshiping Buddha. An immature Christian or a Christian who's growing might say, wow, I don't know if I should do this. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Right. Or pregnant Hannah has to do yoga seven days a week or she feels horrible. <laughs> do you go on? I don't. Stuff? No, no. I don't. I mean, it's it's stretching. You it's... listen to Christian music? We... <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> There's actually no like spiritual component to it at all. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, goodness. If you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us or text us at 615-281-9694, or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com. We would love to hear from you. Ask Dr. E is a production of Michael Easley in Context. The music for this show is composed by Jason Germain, and you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com.